Black Panther is the 18th MCU movie today, but does this one have a saying Wakanda forever or Wakanda for never? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we're talking about Black Panther. Darren, we finally got an all-black cast for a Marvel-fronted movie. Uh, Ten years later. Well, not all black. Well, I mean, predominantly. You had, I, I think, um, what's his face? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman and uh, Andy Serkis. As the two white guys. <laughs> Both from Lord of the Rings, so we yeah. call them the Tolkien Whites. Oh, fucking hell. I didn't even make that joke up. I just love it so much. It's a <laughs> terrible gag. Lovely, it's lovely. Uh, we did, and I think that's added to just the monumental box office we've had for this. It's in the top ten of all time. Yep. It's above Harry Potter. It's above any DC movie ever made. It's ridiculous how how well this has gone down. Um, and yeah, it's it's speaking to a niche that hasn't been catered for yet. And clearly one that existed. Yeah, and clearly one that's got a lot of money to go and spend on going to watch movies. <laughs> yeah. So thumbs up for everybody. So it's getting it's kind of riding that raft at the moment of goodwill to all men. So that's good. That is all good. It's it's kind of a shame that we didn't get this for like other movies of this ilk, like Blade, which I really loved. Yeah. Didn't like apparently there wasn't enough drive behind Blade, but Black I, I see why Black Panther has become so popular and Honestly, if it's putting more butts in seats for Marvel movies, I'm all for it. It's all great. It's good. It was a good change of pace. But. And it, this is a big but. It's a big but. People are coming out saying, oh, this is definitively the best MCU movie. Potentially the best superhero movie ever made. I would not go that far. I think. At I, all. No. And the people who were. Because, of course, we can't have anything nice nowadays. And there was always going to be vitriol online. Hmm. And the people who were going on witch hunts for people giving Black Panther bad reviews, I think. I mean, I mean, for stars, don't fucking witch hunt people. No. And for seconds, this isn't the movie we should probably be making the the mountain of. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, this isn't the hill we want to die on. No. Black Panther's a fine movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. I liked a lot of things about it. I have very little negative to say about it. But, but it's not the best MCU movie. No. It's not the best Marvel movie. No. It's not the best superhero movie. No. It's not the best movie with, that has a black lead. It's not it's not any it's not any of the best. It's good, but it's not any of the best. No. This and, and I think that the over celebration of Black Panther will inevitably lead to its you know, the peak of where something's cool and then it's cool to hate it. Yeah. yeah. I imagine that peak arriving much sooner yeah, yeah. with this film. I think it's becoming a thing now where every new Marvel movie that comes out on the first two weeks is instantly deemed the best one yet. Yep. It happened with Spider-Man, happened with Thor Ragnarok, and it's happened again with Black Panther. I think, not to kind of jump to our conclusions too soon, I would put this in leagues with Ant-Man, with Doctor Strange, of the kind of everything post-Guardians that Marvel has tried to do in terms of kicking off a superhero franchise, which has been solid entries, nothing wrong with them, really. You've you not really got much to pick apart. 
but nothing special mm. because it hasn't had time to become a special movie. Most of the really good MCU movies are sequels because you've had time to get used to the character. Now, he did turn up in Civil War and we got an introduction to him there. And this is a hell of a staging to go and set up that sequel that lives up to this hyperbole. But this isn't it. No. This that isn't being it. said, here comes a lot of praise. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of good things to be said about this movie, starting with Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Um, when, he, when I watched him in Civil War, I think I even played this in the Civil War um, review. I liked him, but I found him a bit marble-mouthed. Mm. Like, he was... Because I know he's got to put the accent on because he's non-African, so he, he hasn't got that in. He's got to put the accent on. I really did feel like the accent was above him almost in Civil War, that it was genuinely sometimes hard to understand what he was saying. Yeah. If he's, like, speaking to you, like, in a neutral setting, it was fine. But when he's, like, out or in the costume, quite difficult to actually say what's going on. I thought, he's then got to be a protagonist for a two-hour movie. He's going to be the bloke we're spending most of our time with. It's not a great thing to be a bit mushmouthed. Last thing you need is for the main character to be Kenny from South Park. Exactly. It's not great. I think he's conquered that. We're over that now. It sounds much more genuine than it did in Civil War, his accent. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously got to keep it up for longer, so thank Christ it's better. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I think what, what he did bring to the game that he didn't bring last time was that kind of gravitas that he maybe didn't have in Civil War, where because he's now king, he does actually feel quite kingly, yeah. quite statesman-like. There are definitely a few scenes where I, I do feel his more um, sort of like political prowess and... And and sort of easing into the role of ruler, I think there is there's certainly a majesty to to Chadwick Boseman's performance that that really didn't come across in Civil War. I liked him in Civil War. I really liked yeah. Black Panther in Civil War, and I liked the part that, that character played. But I thought it was always going to be interesting, considering that that really the full on origins of Black Panther we, we'd already half done. So we we came to the start Black Panther in the opening minutes like we're already halfway through what would be the origin of the movie. Or at the bottom end of it, really. Yeah. So where else is this going? You're very right there. But I think... I'm still thankful they introduced him in Civil War. Because I think it's a lot to kind of convey in one movie. And it also... You know, Marvel said a while ago they're not doing origin movies anymore. I will point out they said this and then immediately released Doctor Strange, which was an origins movie. <laughs> but there we go. Um, so he's kind of soft pushing in Civil War, I think, helped. Where I really like Chadwick Boseman in this was not when he was playing the Stoic King, which he does he does well, but it's not all that interesting, mm. just being Stoic. Um, it's when he got to show a bit more range, when he got to get angry, or when he got to be um, confused or a bit worried about what was happening. That's when it really came out of him. Yeah. Especially, he has a scene with Forrest Whitaker. It's really good. Mm. Um, well, it's more what it's about, but it's a very, very good scene at the kind of emotional... We're approaching the emotional high, uh, climax of the movie. And it's really good. Um, so I cannot wait to now go and see him in Avengers. Whereas he wasn't one of the ones I was like, ooh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with yeah. everyone else. Like I was with Spider-Man, like I was with the new Thor we got in Ragnarok. I'm now hyped for more Black Panther, for more T'Challa. Meanwhile, in Pit Corner... He's fucking ripped. He is, but we're going to save Pig Corner for just a little bit. Okay. Someone I'll... else who gets to go into Pig Corner. I'll quickly nip out of Pig Corner then. Actually, no, he's up next. Michael B. Jordan. Can we start in Pig Corner? Good fucking God. <laughs> I thought he was in Shaping Creed. Jesus. But there he had like a bit of a lean boxer body. Yeah. Here he just went all out. No, I am the Greek god of putting on muscle. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Sorry, <laughs> That man has the superhero body. It, he it... 
does. He's like he is as close, probably just behind Chris Evans in terms of holy hot damn. <laughs> yeah. Just holy shit. Good God. Um, yeah, we'll come out to Pig Corner now. Yeah. Um, very interesting character. Yeah, Killmonger was was an interesting take on the character. For those who are saying that he's the reason to see the movie, I think they might be a little bit over-exaggerating how good he is. Because he's good. But to me, and again, maybe I'm showing my colours, because, you know, we get it, Michael, you like Guardians. But When you said, I'm going to show my colours, then oh. I was like, ooh, Michael. <laughs> tightrope, tightrope, tightrope. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like we've definitely had more more interesting, more varied, capable... And then again, look... Like, Killmonger's the most capable villain so far. He's accomplished the most, really. But is he the best? I actually honestly do prefer Ego like in the MCU and Kingpin and Purple Man. So, you know. I will say they're now over their villain problem. Right? They, they, have, they have put that fucker to bed. Um, because he was... His motivations were clear. His plan wasn't. If no. you write that thing down, which we'll do after the spoilers, it makes no <laughs> fucking sense whatsoever. It's the most convoluted happenstance series of events that have ever happened. That aside, his motivation for doing what he does is very clear. And I think he's kind of the raw nerve of the movie that I think it needed. I was a bit like, from all the trailers, it was like, well, he's going to have some cool action, but... If the child is your main character and he's very stoic and very statesman-like and everything else seems that way, other than like the crazy Andy Circus over here, I was like, w- w- is it going to be a bit boring? I didn't say going in. It did look like a cool movie. didn't necessarily look like a fun movie. And I don't know if he added to that, but he added something different. He added raw emotion that wasn't really there definitely until had an, he comes in. Definitely had an energy that wasn't really matched by any other yeah. character. Like... In, in terms of, and like I say, motivation, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But, um, sorry, the plan, we'll get to that. But, like, I definitely got a sense of whenever he was on screen, he was commanding it. Oh, yeah. Even you... more so than Chadwick Boseman. Absolutely. He holds your attention better than anybody else in this movie. Yeah. It is ridiculous. So, oh, I'm, I'm glad they've got over their villain problem. Um, shall we speak about the other villain, actually, briefly? Can we? Uh, which is Andy Serkis. Because I don't want to say he's my favourite character. But, he is though, isn't but he? But I enjoyed him so goddamn much. I know. I mean, we don't really get to see Andy Serkis most of the time. He's usually in a in a wetsuit somewhere, and we get to see the end product of yeah. that. But oh my god, he, he was funny in Ultron. Yeah, and I was like, hey. But I thought back then, I was like, he can't really be the main villain, can he? Not this kind of slapstick guy who's scared of cuttlefish. That's that's not a main <laughs> villain. And they I smartly, about that. yeah, they smartly don't do that. Obviously, it's Killmonger who's the main antagonist here, but. That just means Andy Serkis gets to have more fun. Yeah, Andy Serkis gets, like, the best scene, in my opinion. He gets the car chase, which is he d- right. fantastic. I'll, I'll give Black Panther this. It might not be a top five MCU movie, but it has a top five action scene in there. Right. The car chase that is seen kind of in splintered form throughout the trailers is amazing. Easily the high point of the movie for it's me. It's so good. It's so, so very good. It just, in terms of the way that it's paced, the way it's shot, the way it's edited together, it's place in the movie, the... Ah, it's the perfect combination that I feel really should have been saved for the final act because the final act suffers because of how good that scene is. Yeah. I think thematically they had to have the finale they had, but yeah, that's by far and away the coolest... Far cooler a Bond scene than has been in any of the Bond films recently, especially there's nothing in uh, Spectre that even touches 
this. And I think they actually went for that. They wanted Black Panther to be seen as kind of the James Bond hmm. of the MCU. I don't know if they truly get there. That scene that the car chase scene comes after, and the car scene itself, is very Bond-like. But obviously then it casts that shackles off because it has to be a Black Panther movie. Yeah, that's true. Which is about, you know, politics in Africa. I know Bond's touched a lot of things in 25 movies, but he hasn't quite broached that yet. It's your reminder that there is a scene in Spectre where they literally wait for a fucking train. Anyway, well, they wait for the car at a train station. Yes, Regardless. Oi, oi, oi. Right, the female cast, I think, was particularly strong in this right? as well. Um, I think people are coming away praising a different character than I was, because one of my favourite characters in the movie, apart from apart from Claw, uh, can we jump straight to Shuri? Is that okay? Yes. Great. Letitia Wright, who was... I remember her from, I think it was like a Channel 4 programme called Top Boy, and now she's in a Marvel movie, which is just really weird to me. Um, she's great. Nobody else seems to agree with me. They're just kind of like... Are you a group? I like Thank her. Thank God, she's really good. I like her. Such an interesting, fresh take on the on the gadget guy. The cue of your movie, yeah, yeah, is is a fourteen year old overexcitable, yeah, Wakandan girl. That is fresh. That's what we needed. She was great. I mean, I can do with it the old memes, but apart from that, uh, it was all good. What fourteen year olds talking? Yeah. We're talking exclusively memes, Michael. That's true. We're not we're not dealing with the kids anymore. No. We're not well. <laughs> Neither is this movie because I'm pretty sure the memes in this one It was shot two old. years ago. Okay. Know, you know, can't know, be doing this stuff. Um I think I will say there was one or two dud deliveries on her part. Mm. And I don't know whether again that was just her trying to get on top of the accent or, or whatever it was, but no, she she steals quite a few scenes yeah um she's the star of the car chase scene in my opinion yeah she's great because that. and they give her a lot of fun stuff to do because wakandan technology can basically be whatever the fuck they want it yeah. to be and they use that really imaginatively i love the panther gauntlets the Those panther are gauntlets cool. are cool um i like the they do a thing i don't think this is too much of a spoiler where they basically use their technology to put her into vehicles that she's not in. Yeah. So she like she's like sat in like she holds a wheel and stuff when the Black Panther the Wakandan kind of black salt stuff that kind of makes mm. you know, all their technology, like they use it for like sonar and radar and stuff like that. It kind of builds a car around her for when they're doing this this the chase scene in South Korea. She's back in Wakanda driving the car mm. with Black Panther on the roof. It's amazing. It's such a cool concept. So many I, I think too. they really did go all out on the Wakandan technology and made Wakanda the coolest part of this movie. I, yeah, I think I agree. There's certain scenes that I just think are shot and coloured better in this movie than the Wakanda scenes, and those are the dream sequences, but the less said about those, the better, because they are fantastic, and I think they really lend, oh, right, okay. lend a different sense of visual storytelling yeah, yeah. to this movie that no other movie has had, no. possibly except for Doctor Strange. Mm. Which, again, it's bright and colourful and different and DC fucking just learn. <laughs> oh, we're not here Sorry. to discuss then. I know, I know. Cut the other half, that's another day. Um, well, the other ones, you have Lupita Nyong'o. I said that right, right? You did, you, get, yeah. you got it. You got it. Um, so did we, we say who, who played Shuri? Uh, Tisha Wright. You did, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think Lupita Nyong'o is kind of understated. But effective. Mm. She's she's not she's there to be the female Black Panther equivalent. She's yeah. she's not the most personable. She doesn't have all the funny lines or get to do the coolest stuff. But as a kind of counterpoint to Black Panther, um philosophy um philosophy wise more than anything, 
I liked her. Yeah. I think she she's the kind of more socially aware of everybody in this cast because Wakanda being quite a insulated um country. Insular, you mean. Insular country by design. It's not insulated. <laughs> I mean it probably is. It's very warm. <laughs> South Africa probably didn't need insulation <laughs> anyway to be warm, but there we go. Just one bloke going around Wakanda selling central heating. <laughs> Can you trust you in know, a shit you got it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> She, she's got she's more woke than the other ones for want of a better term and he's kind of trying to pull Wakanda out of its kind of solitude and to help the rest of the world which is a key point a lot of characters have in this movie it kind of bounces around from being the good guy perspective to the bad guy perspective which I think is quite interesting as yeah. well um, but I think she gets upstaged and I think Shuri gets upstaged as well certainly in some of the action scenes by I think who we're going to talk about by next. Akaya Oh, okay, yay. We'll go with that. Played by Danai Guerrero. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Okoye is the... Okoye, there yeah. you go. Uh, she I plays, think it's Danai Guerrero. She plays Miko... Miko I can never say. I've only Michon. Ever, I've only ever seen it written down. I <laughs> don't watch the Walking Dead. Mikion. Mikion. From The Walking the Dead. The one with pet walkers and a samurai sword. And instantly the be- the biggest badass in the show. Yes. Um, and because I don't watch The Walking Dead, because I have taste, um, I've never... <laughs> I've never got to see her in anything. Yeah. She's so good in this. She's really good. Oh, my God. It's such a different character to who she plays in The Walking Dead, but that sense of just total badassery and owning the scene she's in. Yeah. Yeah, this carries Zero over. Zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, my favourite line of the entire movie comes right at the start, yeah. where they hear the, the doorbell go off and not the, the flashback bit in, in the start. Oh, and they go up to the door and look through. The geezer looks through the door at the two of the... Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. It's like, there's these two Grace Jones-looking motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. inside. Oh, God. <laughs> Myself. Um, the yeah. MCU seems to have a real hard on for the 90s at the minute. I do. It's a bit weird. I do. Wait until Captain Marvel arrived. Ugh. It's all 90s. All day, every day. Um, so many dead We're going to see uh, <laughs> Nick Fury with a high top fade. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> oh God, have you seen the, the, the images for the Shaft reboot? No. With There's Sam- a Shaft reboot? Yeah, with Samuel L. Jackson. And there are three Shafts. And he's one of them. There's a very young Shaft, a Samuel L. Jackson Shaft, and an old guy Shaft. I looked at it, and all I could think of was that episode of Dexter's Lab. I think it's the movie, in fact, where he goes through time and gets different versions of himself. See, I was thinking, for some reason, I had an Austin Powers flashback. When the chair's out of control, he's like, I need an old Shaft and a young Shaft. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) back on track. Um, yeah, she steals every scene she's in. She's awesome. I want to see her in more things now that aren't the fucking Walking Dead. Yeah. Get her out well, of Well, is in Infinity War. I think that's not a spoiler since they... Oh, yeah, she's in the charging scene, isn't yep. she? With... Oh, My boy. Sweet. That's um, going to be great. A quick touch on Winston Duke as M'Baku. Yeah. Man-Ape. Well, not called Man-Ape in the movie. Wasn't called for, Man-Ape. For pretty obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, but eh, whatever. Okay. I kind of would have liked it if he just rocked up just as a... A giant ape. A giant white gorilla. That would have yeah. been quite cool. <laughs> like, ape. <laughs> right. Yo. I mean, there's a bloke remain dressed as a goddamn panther. It's not too much of a leap. Right. To be a giant man-ape. I feel like there, there could have been some comedy in that. It's like, he's dressed as a panther, yeah. Yeah, but you're dressed as an ape. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so as the tertiary villain, which I imagine is quite a hard thing to pull off. <laughs> right. Um, he's, he does a good job, I think. He gets my favourite, like, sort of... Uh, conversation in the movie which is the whole you know 
we'll shelter the we'll shelter the women and your people, but yeah. we're not helping you. And he's like, Yeah, are you done? Can you go? Yeah, we've got stuff to do. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like it's almost like Mbaku was like had his own movie to deal with. It's just yeah. kind of like there's enough going on in the fucking mountains. It is without this shit, to be honest. I've got so many things on. It's just you don't understand. <laughs> That's like the 300 Rise and Empire of the MCU. <laughs> The M'Baku movie. <laughs> the M'Baku movie. That and the War Machine movie. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff happening over the air movie. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, everyone... Oh, Martin Freeman. And, of course, the returning character of Martin Freeman's American accent. Yeah. Um, Got them better. They're more on the same page. Yeah. It cracks a few times. They're like, mm, that was close, but uh, the, there's better. A, there's a scene where, where I actually kind of... It's the curtain drops, so to speak, and I was like... Oh, okay. This is this is a character. This isn't just Martin Freeman doing a voice anymore. Yeah, it's the bit at the end, and I won't spoil too much. But he gets in the Shuri technology, and it's that whole scene. I'm like, okay, this is this is a very good inclusion, of Martin Freeman. Yeah, they did a good job with that. They did. Uh, and Forrest Whitaker's in this. Not for long. Doesn't do much. No. Just does some does some of his weird whisper shouting. <laughs> Which is like his thing. He's yeah. the, either the loudest quiet man or the quietest quiet man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure which it is yet, but everyone can hear him, so oh, it's okay. Christ. Doesn't heel turn, which I thought was coming. I, yeah, I thought that was going to happen Oh, I too. thought he was nailed on, but I was like, oh, we've already got three villains. We don't need Forrest Whitaker <laughs> rocking up as a surprise fourth entry at the end. <laughs> That's just not going to happen, is it? Um, basically, uh, he, he does a bit of gardening, and, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's about it, really. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the Alan Titchmarsh of Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Come back for the sequel, he's putting up some decking. I hope we have some American listeners who have just completely tuned in. What the fuck's an Alan Titchmarsh? I walked past him in Camden once. Oh, good he story. He was surprisingly short. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, I think that, that's this all the characters. This took a fucking turn. Who knew ground forces really? <laughs> right. Oh, can that be the subtitle for the next one? Black Panther ground force. You Sh- watch that. Surely followed by Black Panther D-O-Y-S-O-S. I'd watch it. You'd watch that. You would watch that. I need to point out, do you think the CGI was quite ropey in places? Yeah, there were some scenes which really were on the Uncanny Valley side. It felt undercooked. It felt like it needed another six months to kind of really get everything fine. I think the major action scenes are good. They're fine. And I think Black Panther, for the most part, moves pretty well. A few times where he's moving a bit fast and it kind of, it kind of shakes. Yeah. I think it's a more incidental use of CGI that I didn't like. Water, in particular, they were not great at. Mm. The waterfall, they have a fight on top of a waterfall twice in this movie. And both times, the water going over the, the cliff does not look good at all. No, I'm not going to say PS3 graphics, but... There's there's the scene mm. at the end where, where like there's the, the big fight in Wakanda and you've got the jets flying overhead. And any time they're skimming over water, it doesn't... No. It looks flat. And the scene you see from the trailers where the kind of the tribes have all gathered in the water basin mm. and they're all up the sides of the cliff, that also looks a bit a bit ropey, I think. Yeah. If you look at it for too long you start really seeing right, that those are real people and those are the CGI people up there and onward. <laughs> yeah. Nothing too dramatic. It's probably my biggest flaw with the movies that the CGI's near. Um, I think if we're going to talk about the visuals as well, I think the final fight inside—I mean—is it a spoiler? Can we talk about inside I mean, Wakanda? Yeah, 
Yeah, no, that, that specifically one. involves Killmonger and, and you see it in the trailers. It's fine. Yeah, okay, that is just a horribly lit scene. I just wasn't having fun watching that. Just very no. drab compared to what was going on in any other part of that set piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it sucks that the part with Panther. Yeah, was the least interesting, at least visually, the yeah. least interesting you, one. You'd think because. Um, Ryan Coogler did Creed. You'd think he'd be good at hand-to-hand combat, right? You had to shoot a fucking boxing movie. You think he'd be good at that? And most of the time, he is. All up until that movie, I think, all until that scene, it rather. I don't think there's any issues with it. That scene in particular is shot a bit Transformers for my liking. It's a bit too close. It's a bit too fast. There's a bit too much going on. It's a bit too poorly lit, and it means you can't quite follow the fight as well as you would like to. Especially when, and again, this really isn't a spoiler, but I mean, minor spoiler alert. Especially since it's two very identical characters. Yes. Because they're both in Black Panther suits. Yeah, it's a pur- it's a slightly purple Black Panther and a slightly gold Black Panther. Which, you know, does draw a few more Iron Man comparisons this movie than I thought there would yeah. be. Yeah. It's like, hmm, so we're going to do an origin story of a very wealthy and powerful person that eventually ends in a punch-up with an identical, very wealthy and powerful person. Huh. Doesn't hmm. stray all that far from... Um... No. So starting to sense a theme. I mean, 18 movies and you thought I've found it quicker. But yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think any of this is to the film's true detriment. This is why I don't think it's a top five. Because I can punch bigger holes in this than I could Civil War, than I can Winter Soldier, than I can the first Guardians uh, movie. Um, as I said, car chase scene, yes, easily up there in the top five action scenes we've had so far. But to kind of wrap it up before we do spoilers... I'm just going to reiterate, yeah, it's it's a good, it could be a top 10 MCU movie by all means, but does it really crack the kind of sacred top five? No, no, no I don't think doesn't. so. But that doesn't mean at all that we dislike this movie and that we don't encourage you to go out and see it immediately if you haven't. But yeah, let, let, let's cool the fans. I think in a few weeks' time, I think people would have calmed down, given it that second watch and said, no, it, it's kind of a six to 10. That's where it can go in. Not, but not top five. Not it, at all. Like I said, it plays in the same ballpark as Ant Man, as Doctor Strange, as the yeah. original Iron Man. It, it, it's it sits around there. It's yeah. like it's a good action movie. It's it's probably better than a large majority of things that are out right now, but is unfortunately compared to mm. its its own series. And comparing to its own series, you inevitably start to realize this has been done better several times over. <laughs> Within this franchise, yep. and that's the problem. I don't necessarily know where they go with a sequel. It's very hard to know, especially since something will come to in the spoilers, mm. where you you pretty much, I don't know, this like you say, there's a lot of special things about this movie that come the end of the movie aren't in place anymore. Yeah, which is a problem. Yeah, maybe this is reversed after Infinity Walks. We don't know what goes down there. Clearly, a lot of that first movie is taking place in Wakanda. So yeah. That's going to be interesting. At least we're not immediately dropping everything we've seen for a, for six months to twelve months. It's very much going to remain fresh in our mind, and we know where. You know, the the big the big event I would argue of the year mm-hmm. is going to take place. So yeah. I don't know. If you, I think even if you compare this to, and and this is going to be so, so tenuous and so baseline of a comparison, but I think we'd be stupid not to say. I think compared to its closest living relative in the MCU which would be Luke Cage mm. so that it deals with an identity yeah I think there are parts where it exceeds what Luke Cage was trying to say and parts where it falls short 
I think they're very much equals. Yeah, I, I would say I prefer it to Luke Cage. I think he yeah. does. I, I had a lot more problems if with Luke just Cage. for its fucking brevity. That yeah, being that's... said, this is a long movie. Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel that, though. I was never really flagging during it. I was never really like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on. Yeah. Um, and, and again, on the plus side, it doesn't have anyone as fucking stupid as um, Diamondback. Diamondback. By far and away, the worst villain we've had so fucking far. And I'm including fucking Trevor Slattery, for fuck's sake. Jesus. Uh, right, spoiler alert! I've only really got two things yeah. that I've written down here. Um, first of all, Killmonger's plan. Here we go. Here we go. I've bullet pointed it for uh, for ease of use. Whenever you've got a list, it always tends to be entertaining. Which I know, is a weird I know. thing to it's say. Not a, it's not a long thing, but well, I, I, did, I was like, <laughs> I was like, right, because I was trying to think of it. I was trying to make the pieces fit, and they didn't really go together, right? Mm-hmm. So here's Killmonger's plan, right? Step one: allow Claw to steal the vibranium like axe head in the first scene of the movie. That preludes that they've met each other, come up with his plan. He's, he's agreed to help him. We're not really sure why. We think it's the money. Like, that seems to be the relationship they're working on. They're stealing this so they can sell it and, and get the money back because he's a bit of a Wakandan freedom fighter. I'm assuming this is where they shared their love for Hadaway. Anyway, continue. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, right. So then he knows that Claw is going to a CIA sting operation because we find out later that Killmonger is in the CIA. So he knows that Claw is going to get captured... Sort but of. he's okay with that. But And also there's a giant car chase where Claude tries to not get captured. Yeah, but he does. But he does. It's fine. So then he goes and breaks Claude out of jail. Um, oh, okay, fine. So um, what was the point of him getting captured? And then, yeah, yeah, and then gets him back to a plane and then reveals that he wants to be taken to Wakanda. Now that... That kind of implies that either A, he doesn't know where Wakanda is, or B, he knows where Wakanda is, but he doesn't know how to get into proper Wakanda. Because obviously the world knows about Wakanda, but they think he's just some poor farmers. How does he know where to go? So that's why he needs Killmonger. Then Killmonger says no, so he kills... Sorry, Claw says no, so Killmonger kills Claw. So that's that... Whatever he needs him for, he now can't use him. Instead, though, he just takes his corpse and flies to Wakanda and happens, happens to walk up to one of the tribe leaders, one of the most important people in Wakanda, out of the fucking blue, he just finds this man, the perfect person to get him into Wakanda. And then I've just got dot, 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 become king. (laughs) So, step three. (laughs) Step four, profit. profit. There you go. So I don't, like... So if his plan was he needed Claw to get into Wakanda, why didn't he just get him the like, vibranium and then shoot all his men immediately outside that the museum and go to Wakanda? There definitely seems like an easier way to do it than staging yeah. two getaways. Surely you'd be like, I've got some vibranium to sell. Oopsie poopsie, here's my gun. Like... That's a, that's a quicker plan, surely. If you said, right, I wanted to sell you the vibraniums over on good terms, we needed the money to get in, so I could finance whatever you needed to get into Wakanda, that all fell through because you're an idiot, now you're just going to take me there, I'm going to shoot you in the face. A line like that, and a very convoluted plan now makes some sense, but now it's just, it's baffling. Mm. And I don't know, uh, I, I really don't think a movie... And if- and if he needed Claw to find Wakanda. Bear in mind, he's from Wakanda. Re- well, he has Wakandan birthright. Yes. 
I don't he's never he... necessarily been there. No. But they know where it is. You'd have thought it would have come up at least once. Yeah. Because clearly he knows. And he knows at some point he's going to have to kill Claw because he knows if he just walks up with Claw, they'll just shoot him and Claw at the same time. This is why I don't think it's an elite level movie. Now, if I didn't have rose-tinted glasses for the other movies I consider to be top five MCU movies, I could probably poke a hole in the plan as well. But the fact that I can't off the top of my head, whereas with this one, even though I clearly enjoyed the movie, even during it, I was like, this plan makes no fucking sense. I'm glad where we're going with it, but it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so yeah, that was that was a bit of an oopsie. Um, I also just want to point out quickly, this is still a Disney movie, and yet it contains the following. Allusions to slavery. Allusions to white supremacy. Multiple deaths. Someone saying, shit, you've brought me <laughs> another broken white boy, and of course a corpse. A full-on dead Andy Circus <laughs> that we get to linger on for a good ten seconds in a fucking Disney movie. We've come a long way since Pinocchio. <laughs> Look, children, death. <laughs> the inevitable end. <laughs> it's a small world after all. It's a circle of life. <laughs> oh. And a special musical guest, Charles Gambino. <laughs> The one, presumably the one guy who wasn't invited to make a song for this movie. I know. Which is a bit shit. Poor Bart. He gets to be Lando. He and, gets to and be intergalactic. Yeah, he gets to be Simba and the intergalactic motherfucker. So yep. he's doing okay. Um, he somehow was the best part of the Han Solo trailer, despite the fact he didn't say anything. He just looked cool in a coat and a cape. <laughs> he just looks like Lando. Which is yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Um, yeah, that's all we want to say. Oh, other than, of course, the big highlight of the movie for me Attack Rhinos. Yeah, Attack Rose was pretty good. Also, I was not a fan of them killing off Claw because you could have done way yeah. more with Claw. That's way. I more. will say they haven't got over that part of the villain problem, hmm. like killing Claw. Like kind of thing. Killmonger. I felt what this is what's going to differentiate Black Panther is he's going to be T'Challa's going to be the one to say no. I am a king. I have to show mercy. I will not kill you. That drags me down to your level. Hmm. Is this the only case? In, maybe not in a Marvel movie, but certainly in an MCU movie, where the villains committed suicide. Is this the only time that's happened? Well, I don't think he really commits... Well, okay, it's kind of voluntary suicide. Yeah. He's, he's not the one to kind of, you know... He doesn't go all... Um... Yeah, the thing is, like, most of them go down swinging or go down reluctantly. He's just like, I'm going to die, and I'm doing it on my terms. Yeah, he doesn't... That's um, interesting. You know, it's cuckoo, but no. he's still... Yeah, he's choosing not to have Wakandan technology save him. Yeah. He does get some baller lines. Like, when he's going down and he says, you know, throw me in the sea with my ancestors who knew living in chains was no better than being dead. And I was like, hmm, okay, cool. Again, Disney... Yeah. <laughs> doing some, like, fuck. I really wanted us white guys to feel bad, didn't yeah. <laughs> But get out now, this. <laughs> Finally watched Get Out. I know you told me. I liked it. I thought you said it was weird. It was very odd. It's very odd. But I liked it. Yeah, he was in it. Um, Daniel. Posh Kenny. Yeah, Posh Kenny was in it. Um, (laughs) Which annoyed me because coming up soon, we've got a phase four Marvel pitch coming for Pitch Intense. I had cast him as somebody (laughs) and then sat there like, oh no. (laughs) What are you doing here? Pissing hell. Uh, and when you find out what role he, he was going to be and the circumstances I find him in, I was then like, I have a very limited choice for who I can now put in his shoes. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Daniel. God damn it. God damn it, Daniel. God damn, damn Daniel. 
old memes. <laughs> I was really annoyed that they, because I was like, right, we've got to attack rhinos, and we know the gorilla tribe's coming in a minute. Are they going to have gorillas? Because I, for my entire life, have always wondered, what would win in a fight? A silverback gorilla or a rhino? And I could have finally had undeniable proof that, of course, the rhino would win. Yeah. Oh, so I thought it was going to be like... No, the rhino would... I mean, do you be surprised how many people think the gorilla's going to win that fight? They're way smaller and way more vulnerable and fragile than... I mean, they're not, but, like, com- compared to us, but, like, to a rhino... I know! I was like, all right, how's the gorilla going to kill the rhino? I know how, very much how the rhino's going <laughs> to kill the gorilla. It's fucking obvious, but... <laughs> alas, I didn't get my answers, and there we go. Uh, well, that's everything I wanted to add, Michael. Anything from yourself? I mean, all I'm saying is... This isn't my pitch for the sequel, which is coming very soon in Pitch Intense, by the way. But uh, if you don't take this opportunity to go, there is a part of Wakanda that we have not, that we have left since undiscovered after discovering fucking dinosaurs and doing Kazar. That would be cool. Um, that's not my pitch for the sequel. However, just talking about animal warfare. Yeah. That would be fucking cool. God, yes. Can we fucking do that, please? Please. Um, oh, God. What? You know, we just have a realisation about what movie you want to make. and you, I might have to go and rewrite... Oh, oh. No, no. oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh, Darren, I'm gonna have to talk to you about this in a minute. I'm not going to talk about it on this because because mm. that's that's for a different show. Mm. Fucking marketing! Yay! Um, post credits. Oh, oh! Before we get to that, one of the worst Stanley cameos. Just not very no, good. I liked it. Super not interesting. I mean, nothing's going to top Stan the Watcher. No, it's not. But, but I was funny. He's stealing all of the Charter's chips. This is mine now. <laughs> I liked it. It was fine. I, I preferred to the Ragnarok one where he just had the silly scissors. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there we go. Yeah. What was he? Oh, Homecoming. He was just leaning out a window. Yeah, I don't know. I liked that, though. Hey. I liked um, that. Shit. Post-credits. We got his speech to the UN. Which did feel a bit I am Iron Man, yeah. I think on purpose. And also should have been in the movie. Yeah, it did feel it didn't feel very post credited, did it? It felt no. like that should have been the, the the closer. Yeah, I feel like the one that was the closer should have been the mid credits and the closer should have been an unseen trailer for Infinity War. Which it wasn't. Yeah, they did that with with uh, the first Captain America, didn't yeah, they? I feel like no. that's per- that was the perfect way to do it. You know, instead we get Bucky waking up in a hut. I was like, he yeah. was in cryo sleep. Why is he now in a hut? I mean, presumably they woke him up to get used to not having an arm oh, again. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, there's some fighting going on. Move the white boy over there. That very secure looking hut. <laughs> Put him over there. It's fine. If he gets blown up, he gets blown up. It's fine. Um, I mean, the, <laughs> there are literally so many organisations looking for him, but we won't put him inside the incredibly well-shielded <laughs> city. We'll put him in a fucking teepee. That's where they'll be looking for him, though. <laughs> Ain't no one be checking the mud huts to go and see the wind soldier. You know, so. And he comes out with his weird little, like, sock on <laughs> his arm. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, right... If, I, I did think, I was like, at some point, they're going to have to bring up the fact that Bucky's here. Yeah. Right? He can't not be in this movie, right? I thought we'd see the new arm. I did think we'd see I it thought surely we'd bring over the new arm and you'd clip it on and we'd get to see the new arm before Infinity War. We don't get that. It's a bit of a letdown. He just yeah. comes out and goes, I'm awake now. And surely he goes, you are. And <laughs> Also, we are calling you White Wolf. For reasons. It's a comics callback. Um, I know, but it could have been a character. Yeah, it could have been. Um, also, so... one of well, the, the thing that distracted me about him coming out of the hut, and I was very conscious I was watching somebody that lost a limb that was in a movie. Uh, you know the advert that used to play at Showcase about the uh, veteran cinemas thing? 
Did you not see these? The veteran cinema. Like it's it like the the adverts like this guy who's lost his legs in in one oh, of the Oh yeah. In my head it was just that. I was like <laughs> Oh no. I'm super glad the McCannons could bring me back to nature. I fucking love fishing and now I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> going through it just like with a soft piano oh no that's uh said it was just man wakes up talks to a woman yeah that was it dun, 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 dun. pretty sure they're trying to kill off these post credits things yeah that's long my theory 90% of the audience left the second the movie was over didn't stay around for either of them do you know what I had just a bit off we were, I watched this at West Brom Audion now, I've worked in a cinema for six years, and I never saw this, right? This is the first time. Do you know we have the hard of hearing showings occasionally? Mm. You may not know that, but they, they no, tend no, to be on like a Tuesday Wednesday night. I finally heard one. Someone had a headphone on that was describing what was happening on the movie. No way. Like, literally, like, the like the Siri man voice was doing, like, the T'Challa stands up and walks across the room. However, it was slightly ahead of where the movie was. Oh, no. I was like, what if this spoils something? Or he says, like, and then Thanos walks into shot. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, God. Um, didn't, so we're okay. But, yeah, I'd never heard it before. It was really awesome. No way. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very different crowd to what I've ever expected in MCU. Plus, it was fucking rammed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. super busy. Yeah, we were near the front, and we booked fairly early. Mm. And, yeah, it's full of, really, full of a lot of, old, like, I'd say 50 to 60-year-old black women. Which yeah. Was, uh, which was awesome. God, Disney know what they're fucking doing, aren't I they? know, right? They're not going for four-quadrant movies anymore. They're going for, like, 16-quadrant movies. <laughs> yeah. They want every single niche under the goddamn sun. I mean, <laughs> slightly awkward topic of conversation. Oh. Very awkward. I mean, look, this is a good thing. But, I mean, we went opening night. I'm assuming you did as well. Uh, yes. And a to a predominantly black audience. Yep. Which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Because... That, I rarely see that. Nope. Which is pretty fucking rad. Mm. I'm pretty sure that me, my girlfriend, and my three friends were the only white faces in the audience. Which was, this. that's just cool. I was yeah. Like, it's like, it's busy. And it's, like you say, it's a 16 quadrant movie. Yeah. It's it's just gotten every audience. I mean, you could tell who the Marvel fans were because they all, st- like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 of they us. They knew the etiquette. Yeah. They knew the etiquette. Everyone was just kind of like, it's that was over. good. Off we Why go. Why are you doing It's not over. That's the thing. The fact that that still happens must prove that even regardless of what you know about the MCU, regardless of what you know about these characters, they know how to fucking market a movie. Yeah. Holy shit. To the, to the, to the credit, you didn't really need to have seen any other movie to watch this. No. In fact, the only bit you would have needed to know was who the fuck is the one-armed white dude at the end. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> watch you, you ain't got no fucking clue that guy is. <laughs> um, but I think, no, other than maybe like a, a bit of Civil War would have helped, but I don't think you really need to know that, because they explain his dad's dead, he's going to be king now. That's all really the pretext you need. Um, this guy's from South Africa. You so didn't yeah. watch it from... You didn't watch it at the light, did you? No, I watched it at the Odeon. Because when the light does, like, big premiere nights, they tend to get a bit of entertainment on. So they had, like, really kind of sad Star Wars dudes with lightsabers when we went to watch The Last Jedi. Uh, I can only imagine if the panel of people booking the entertainment isn't as culturally sensitive as they should be in Warsaw. I can only uh, imagine what they would have looked for back then. <laughs> fucking Christ, probably, like... <laughs> It's either going to be one of the two things, going to be the steel drum band, yeah, or it's going to be a reenactment of Cool Runnings. That's yeah. all it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, oh, dodge that bullet. Right. That is everything. Plug away, Michael. Right. So you can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at that Mike Cohen. 
Uh, or you can go and follow the site on any channel you prefer under the username Fowlent. That's F O U L E N T. Darren? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at The Guttridge. You can also go and check out uh, podcasts that are hopefully going to be coming out soon. We've had a bit of a technical issue that has slowed us down in 2018 so far. It's me. It's him. <laughs> it's that goddamn brick of a laptop you use. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we've, we've passed that now. We've got a few in the bag that we're still in and if they're still relevant. It is February now. 2017 and a 2018 preview, for fuck's sake. Yeah, where we talked about Black Panther, so, you know. But yeah, let us know if you want us to put them out there. Thank you for everyone who commented on our YouTube videos, by the way. Yeah, super... Sorry we missed that. (laughs) Purely because now my computer decides to shit itself whenever it wants to export video, which is not great. No. Turns out that Pitch Intense would be done really well on YouTube. So I'll, I'll actually get in contact with the people who commented on that. And like, we have a SoundCloud, guys, and if you really enjoyed the Spider, Man pitch intense. Holy shit, you're going to love the phase four one that's coming up. Yeah, that is going to be coming up next. Me and Michael have drafted out ten shorter pitches than usual to comprise an entire. Fine, no. <laughs> it nearly wasn't. I read one that was basically the full treatment and then was like, you got to scale that back because that's an error by itself. Um, that should be its own show. It should. Um, so we've written out an entire theoretical phase for, for Marvel after the events of Infinity War Part 2, and we'll hopefully be getting that up in time for Infinity War. Next up, we have Tomb Raider in March. Um, March is quite busy. We've got Tomb Raider, Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, Darren, come on, it might be good. Pacific Rim Uprising. There's only a few movies that me and you drastically disagree on. And I think Pacific Rim might be the biggest one. We still need to have our kick-ass two debate. We, we, that's the other one. That's that's the big one. You I think. think Pacific Rim is some fucking magnum opus, and I thought it was the, one of the dullest pieces of shit I watched that year, and could not stand it. I loved it. Either way, that's it soon. And then we have got Ready Player One. Yeah. Which is the most divisive thing in the world if you listen to the internet right now. Apparently. Uh, so we've got all that coming up, and hopefully an Oscar episode. I have watched them this year. Right. I get to contribute instead of sitting there for an hour and a half. Done. How many have you done? Uh, right, I've watched Get Out, yep. I've watched uh, Dunkirk, yep. and I've watched uh, Free Billboards Outside Epping, Missouri, and yep. I've got The Shape of Water coming up as well. Cool. I've done all of those, plus Phantom Thread, and obviously uh, Shape of Water's on the docket as well. I'm really not fucking looking forward to watching some of them, but you know, uh, not to spoil anything, nothing can be worse than Phantom Thread. Oh, really? Literally, it, uh, it, it's sitting at number one for the worst movie of the year so far. Wow. I mean, I'm going to... I heard it was a bit of a slog. Fucked. It's for another episode. Darling. Christ almighty. Okay, well, look forward to that, everybody. Okay, then. And we'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.